K Boogie, what's up, man? What's good, bro? Oh, Dom, how you doing? Hey, it's all love here, man. I'm I'm just living the dream, bro. Living the dream. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know it. I know it. <laughs> well, since you're on the mic and I'm on the mic, I guess you know it's time to get into what we came here to do today. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'd like to welcome all our listeners to the OK Podcast with K-Boogie and O-Dub. We're going to give you something that you never heard before. We're going to give it, you know, give the people what they want. What you say about that, K-Boogie? Oh, of course. That's what we're about, man, giving the people what they want. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, we'd like to welcome you to our very, very first episode, and this is going to be so exciting, so exciting for you to be able to be a part of this situation. But before yes. we even get into it, you know, I just want to send a special shout out to K-Bug, um, knowing this dude for a long time. Um, this This project has been a long time coming, but we've known each other for mad years, many years, many ups and downs, sideways, byways, <laughs> everything. And this is one of the realest brothers that I know on this earth. And that says wow. a lot. <laughs> wow. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how I could follow that one up, but um, yo, uh, just just I echo everything, every sentiment that you said, because your know, one thing I can say is um your eyes, I mean, the day the first day I seen this brother, I've seen him at my old employer <clears throat> and he was a trainer. And I always had a desire to train, but he is the one that really solidified that decision for me to want to train the way his style, I mean, his style, the way he brought it, I mean, and he, it was like a conversation. He wasn't in there teaching you anything. He made it a conversation, he made it conversational. He, you, you enjoyed his classes. I didn't care what you were learning. You would enjoy <laughs> his classes, you know what I'm saying? And I always used to look forward to coming to your classes, bro. Every time, man, I'm like, yo, is Oz training? Yeah, okay, cool. Because I, I knew it was going to be enjoyable classes. And no dig on anybody else who trained because, yo, they had no their doubt. own style as well. But it was just a style that you brought, man, that just was, this was welcoming. But then I also studied you, you know what I'm saying? Because I knew that was something I wanted to do. So I feel you study the best at doing what you want to do. So, hey, needless to say, this is my brother. And I thank God that I had the opportunity to build the brotherhood outside of work with him to the point where we're still brothers and we're still close today. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we're able to do this podcast because this is not two people getting together just to get together to talk about topics. We're getting together because we're like-minded. We have the same heart in things and we have that same pulse to the community and what's going on so <laughs> yo you you just about to get some raw and authentic real stuff but you're gonna get some good good stuff here that's what's it's up. gonna be good it's gonna be good <laughs> you know what and i'm just gonna step it up a notch because i i went to a a, a leader cast i'm not gonna say who sponsored it because okay. No, we don't want to. We don't want to be paying royalties to them. But I went to, <laughs> I went to a leaders cast and I heard a 
I heard this gentleman speak and he gave a quote and he said, good is the enemy of great. So I'm going to kick it up a notch and we're going to go. It's not just going to be a good experience. It's going to be a great experience. It's going to be something that you can share with others. And I'm going to tell you about this brother talking about big hearts. OMG. This brother has a heart. I want to even say gold. I'm going to, I'm going to use one of those hip hop terms. He has a, he has a heart of, of uranium, um, <laughs> vibranium. Brother, I mean, I'm sitting at, I'm sitting at the crib. I get a box and I go to the mailbox. I get a box. It's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer helmet. This brother has shipped me. I didn't ask for it. He knew I'm a Buck fan. He knows I'm a diehard Bucks fan. <laughs> he is a diehard I'm a San Francisco 49er fan. Yes, and sir. he knows I'm a diehard Buccaneers fan. Yeah. Sends me that helmet. On another occasion, he knows I'm a Florida State alumni. He knows I'm a diehard Seminole. Mm-hmm. He sends me his Florida State football plaque that weighs about a million pounds. I know I'm just <laughs> But it's so huge. And he sends it to me to put into the man cave. I didn't ask for it. He just sends it. He just does things out the kindness and the goodness of his, of his heart. That's why, you know, not too many people I can say I'd love. I love this brother. Just, you know, yeah. at, when we were at our previous employer, we chopped it up. We taught, um, yes. we talked business, we talked personal. We've yeah. prayed together. You know, I think that's with a group of other um, fine gentlemen, but we've yeah. stayed which is extremely important. And that's why I was thinking about podcasts. Yo, there are tons of podcasts. There's tons of podcasts out there to give you every flavor that you want. But I said, let's give the people something different. This isn't scripted. We haven't wrote things down and said, you know what? All right. And, you know, he he said, you know, my name is Oz. He's (laughs) by O-Dub and K-Boogie. But we haven't wrote you know, written anything down. Let me be grammatically yeah. correct. Um, we're just going to talk. We're, we're here. Right. Keep it real. Yes. Sir. How's that sound? Yo, that that's 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 what I'm about. Yo, one thing, man, about me, off the cuff. Uh, if anybody knows me from back in the days, I love freestyling. So for me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just off the cuff. You know, I know sometimes you have to have things written down and of course have an organ, you know, have certain things scripted. But when I, when it's something that comes to something that I'm passionate about and something that I love, I I just like to come off. I just like to come from my heart, man, because I just want to be authentic about it because that's what I look for. I look for authenticity. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yo, let's, this, this is, this is a great, this is great, man. And I'm telling you, yo, Everybody listening to this, you something somebody is going to get something from this from this. And then, man, it's just gonna bless them and take them to another level. And that's all it's about, man. It's just giving you information and helping you, keeping you informed, man, and just hope hopefully just be a blessing to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely, man. Yeah. And and you said something that, you know, I'm I'm laughing because I know you know about me and I know about you. We know about the freestyle. Yes, sir. There will be a cipher. May not be on this episode, <laughs> but we yes, will sir. bring it to you. We oh, will bring course. something to you. It, yes. It's gonna be a fun, a fun ride. So yes, sir. And come and enjoy, please. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. 
So we're in a little bit, um, K Book. So let's yeah. go ahead and get into our very first topic for the OK yeah. Podcast. Yes. And our topic for today's episode is our hands are up. Once yes. again, our hands are up. And um, I know you're not new to it. Any of our listeners, you know what's going on here in America, in the United States of America, the level of social injustices, the number of social injustices, and I'll leave it at that. And so I'm just going to jump into it, K-Book. I'm going to ask you a question, my brother. Yeah. All right. So when you hear that sound, what's the first thing that you think of? You hear that sound and you see those blue lights flashing. Um, panic and, and concern. Oh, deep. And the panic is because what the hell is about to happen? That's just real. Yeah. And the concern is of running through my mind of any possible thing that I could have done. Speeding, <laughs> a missed ticket, you know, did I renew my tag? Um you know, broken taillight, whatever. I try to run through like, okay, is it something I missed? But really the first thing is that it's that that fear of what cop am I dealing with? Mm. Where's his mental state today? Mm. Where, how does he feel? Is he, is he trigger happy? Or is this somebody that's kind of, he's, is he having an okay day to where he's not going to pop off and where my life can be ended? You know what I'm saying? So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's where it's at for me now, man. And um, it's been like that for years, you know what I'm saying? But it's really to a heightened level now with everything that has been going on in these last few years. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, and by no means, and I'm just going to go ahead and put it out here. We're going to put it out to begin with from jump. By no means is this a cop bashing podcast. No. By no means is this something to talk about the negative things that, you know, others may feel. This is just talking about our experiences and our true feelings. So I just want to put that out there. Yes. Yo, man, I, I'm just going to give some numbers. Mm -hmm. 33, 842. Yeah. Those two numbers. I'm going to give some more later, but, 33 and 842. So 33, um, for our listeners out there, that's the number of times that I have been stopped either walking or in a vehicle Mm. by members of law enforcement. 33. Wow. And I've counted that. And I had to ask myself, and and I think I may be, you know, lowballing it. I think it might be a few more, but <laughs> I know it's been 33. And I'm a law-abiding citizen. Okay, Boog, you, you, you follow the law, don't you, my brother? Yeah. Yes, sir, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> I love we're going to keep it real for the most part. Believe it. Yes, we, sir. Won't, we won't go into anything out here. <laughs> Plausible deniability. Believe that, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, most definitely. um, 33 times, man, walking in 24-hour McDonald's after a frat party, um, you know, driving, you know, and I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there, driving while black is a serious offense in some parts of this country. 
you may want to acknowledge it or not, but it's real. Yes, um, sir. And I'm just going to go back to 1995. I'm going to get to that 842 right now. In 1995, I was pulled over. Okay, Boog, I was speeding. I was, I admit it. Mm-hmm. I, I was going hella fast past the speed limit. I was trying to get to a dinner with my girlfriend at the time. Her parents were waiting for us, and I was running late. I mean, Ooh. I was driving a Mitsubishi Eclipse stick shift. Oh, what? Yes. Yo, I didn't drive yeah. the stick, but I know what a Mitsubishi Eclipse could do. But go ahead. Man, I was <laughs> in fifth gear on a, on a you know, Bayshore Boulevard, Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. I was gone. Wow. That's and what's what, up. <laughs> and lo and behold, whoo, whoo, them lights, whoop, whoop. You know how that sound goes. Yeah, yes, Blue sir. lights illuminated. It was night. Man, I just pulled over. I didn't drive any further, just pulled over. Right, right. You no, know, went through the whole rigmarole, driver's registration, blah, blah, blah. You know why I pulled you over? Yes. But I'm not going to tell you. You tell me. You never admit it. You just let them tell you. <laughs> right. <It's just> not... <laughs> so uh, he said I was speeding, took my license, mm-hmm. registration for mm-hmm. the car, went back to his squad car, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. About 10, 15 minutes passed. I'm like, yo, what's going on? It's taking a long time. I'm not yeah. nervous because I'm a law-abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. I get out the car, you know, something I would not do in 2021. <laughs> I would not get out my car. After everything that's going on, I would have stayed my ass in the car. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> but the time I got out the car, mm-hmm. walked back to his squad car, he was a nice officer, nice young man, mm-hmm. you know, Nice, I forget his name, but he was he was cool until he okay. wasn't. Until mm-hmm. he wasn't, I just leave it like that. Okay. So I asked him what was going on. He said they had system error, um, system was down, couldn't pull information. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to go back to my car and wait. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, I'm telling you right now, I was looking like tubs from Miami Vice. <laughs> I had on that 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 pastel um sports coat with the two buttons. Um I had on the T-shirt underneath, had some nice slacks, nice loafers. I said, you know what? Let me walk back to the car. Right. Cop told me to walk back to the car. Man, right. out of nowhere, I see five more squad cars pull up. Mm. Lights are flashing. And it's like they came out of nowhere, K-Boog. It's like right. left, right, down, up, bam, bam, cops. Wow. Sirens blasting in, in, the, in the area where I got pulled over. Very nice, affluent neighborhood, uh, mm-hmm. upscale, nice million dollar homes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, holy beep. What the hell is going on? Right. Get on the ground now. All of a sudden, these people are yelling. Um, I hear an officer on his loudspeaker, get on the ground now. Hands are behind your head. Blah, blah, blah. Man, I dropped. Right. You know, I dropped quicker than you had a hot potato in your hand and dropped it, boom. <laughs> dropped right, quick. Right, right. Next thing I know, knee in my back, pulling the, uh, my arms behind me, cuffing me, lift me up like a rag dog. You know, I'm not a small brother. Right. You know, lift me up, yeah. threw me in the back of the squad car, boom, boom, boom. Come to find out when, the, you know, the little young officer got back into his car, I asked, yeah. Why am I being arrested? They Miran, they Mirandized me. They took read me my rights. So I'm just going to put that out there. Mm-hmm. I said, why am I being arrested? He said, oh, it says that you obtained property with a worthless check. I'm like, check? I didn't write a lot of checks, K-Boo. Mm-hmm. Right, I was very right. cognizant of my money at that time because I 
I was living on a budget. And I'm like, Shit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Come to find out, um, I had wrote a check back in 1992. Remember, I said this incident happened in 1995, but I wrote a check in January of 1992 to this grocery store chain. For remember, I said 8.42. Well, the check was written for eight dollars and forty-two cents, not eight hundred and forty-two. No, nah, bro. $8.42. Okay. $8.42. $8.42. You know, you know wow. $8.42. Pennies, you know, it's what, it, it's what it is. And um, I wrote that check earlier that year. They didn't deposit that check until November of 1992. During that time, I had closed my bank account because I had problems with my bank. Closed the bank account. They sent it off to the state attorney's office. State attorney sent it to whoever they need to send it to. A warrant was issued for my arrest for $8.42. I was locked up. I was taken down to Orient Road, Tampa, Florida, Hillsborough County lockup. I was in there. I had called my mother at the time um, because my girlfriend, um, for some reason, I couldn't get through to her, but I called my mom. My total bill was $100. I told my mom, the $100 I have, I give it back to her, blah, blah, blah. She bailed me out. Three hours later, I was out of lockup. And, you know, the whole thing was just a hot mess. But I was fearful for my life that night because five cars pulled up simultaneously. Then a sixth car pulled up. So there were seven police cars out there just for me. They had guns drawn. One of them had a shotgun out. It was like, I thought I was a drug kingpin or something, or they had a mix-up and being real, I love my dad. But we had the same name. I'm a junior. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, what did my father do that I'm getting blamed for? And I'm sorry, <laughs> I thought of that. So, right. But yeah, man, that was a that was a very interesting triggering experience, and that's wow. just one out of the 33 times that I've been stopped. I was stopped for walking. Uh, I was walking in the middle of the day because uh, I was walking home from work. A bank, not bank robbery, jewelry store robbery had occurred about five miles away, and I was pulled over while walking. And he (laughs) asked, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going home." Do you have any ID? I said, "Yeah." Do you have any ID? You know, I was I was flipping the mouth. I got flipped. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. He told me about the jewelry store robbery. I said, "If I had robbed a jewelry store, I would not be walking." So that's just another tactic they do. So yeah, man. Come on. I mean, yeah, we got that show with, you know, with stupid robbers or something like that, do, but for real, I mean, just, yeah, you're going to be walking. You just robbed the jewelry store, but you're walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. And then there's the whole thing with $8.42. That wasn't your fault that the you, you closed the account because you had a problem. And why did the store take so long to deposit your check? That should go against the, the store themselves, not you. You didn't do it. I mean, and then, okay, why don't you send it to collection? It actually took them well, more money. It took thank them you. more money to write up the warrant, go through all that process. It took them more money to do that than it did what to collect that $8.42. And that's what, to me, it's because like if you bring, if I was in any office and I was, you would send that for me and I made the decision for the warrant, I would laugh at you if you brought that to my desk and say, 
we're really going to issue a warrant for somebody for $8.42? I'd be like, do you want me to pay it? I can pay it right now. Who do I need to pay it to? Because it's like it doesn't make any sense. Now, I understand most people probably wouldn't even think that way. They're just going to do the paperwork. But that's crazy, man, that your life could have been ended because of $8.42. And yes, yeah, they're treating you like you a drug kingpin, like you somebody like, you know, the movies, you know, where they have all these guys coming in and the cops coming in and all of that. It's just to me, it's just over excessive force used for things that shouldn't be used. They shouldn't be. You're over, you're doing over, it's like for some of these things that we've seen in society and what's going on on TV, you do, you're pulling them over. Why do you need five cop cars to pull somebody over? Mm-hmm. You Now, when it, they become a threat, okay, maybe you get an extra cop car, but not five. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's just crazy. And 33 times, that's, that, that's just bananas. Now, I don't have that many times, but I do have one significant time to where my life was, was at, at the point of me not being here because of cops who were trigger happy. And mm. just, of course, using the excuse of, oh, we thought, you know, we thought um, you look suspicious. Mm. So my situation happened, this was, <clears throat> I don't remember the year, but this was back when I was living in New York. It was me and my friends, we went to hang out that evening and we were in front of one of my friends' home. So we were dropping him off, but we, you know, we were sitting there just chopping it up, bugging out, laughing and everything like that. So a cop car comes by us. We see the cop car. We all look at the cops and they look at us and we're kind of <laughs> looking at them like, okay, what? You know, cause they slowed down and started looking at us. Right. And we're looking at them like what? We're in a, we were in a parking spot in front of my friend's house. So at first I thought they were going to, you know, roll down, telling me to roll down the window and ask, Hey, what are y'all doing? We, I would have just said, yo, dropping off my friend. We're in front of us. This is his house right here. So it would have been done, but they didn't say anything. So we looking at them like, okay, are you going to say something or what? Or you just, and then they roll by and keep going. So, you know, of course we like, here we go. You know what I'm saying? You got to just, why, why are you like, you know what I'm saying? Why it, it looks like you trying to find something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Again, I can understand if we were double parked, you know, all of that, then you could tell us move, whatever. We were in a parking spot, parked in front of his house. I mean, and, it, and granted, if we were trying to rob something, we wouldn't be sitting there laughing, bugging out. I mean, we're <laughs> laughing, bugging out. Right. Why, right. You know what I'm saying? So in, in anyway, so they go, they move on. And so, you know, we chill. My boy, he goes in his crib. We like, all right, yo, we'll see you later. Dap them up. So it was the, so it was me and my two other um, friends that was in the car. So we pull off, boom, driving. And what I would normally do is I would cut down one, I would make a right, cut down one avenue, and then go down to a couple of blocks. And then I would cut over all the way to get to 111 Avenue. And then I would take 111 Avenue all the way back home. So... Went down, started traveling down this um, one avenue right after I made the right. All of a sudden, I noticed a car come behind me. And one mm. thing I'm, I'm good for, I, I periodically <laughs> peek in my rearview mirror just to see me if a car is following for some period of time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's not paranoia. It's just, yo, I watch my surroundings. Believe me, I grew no up in New York, born doubt. and raised. I don't no play that game. <laughs> no doubt. Just call it for what it is. It's this, this, that city in me. I'm sorry. So as I'm driving, 
I noticed it's the cop car. I said, okay. And I told my I told the boy, my boys, yo. I said, yo, that's that cop car, yo, that that pulled up on the side of us. They was like, word. I said, yeah. So they was like, man, we good, you know. And I was like, yeah, man, I ain't worried about that because you know I'm not speeding. I wasn't driving crazy or nothing. We just driving, chilling, right? So drove, cut down the block. They come down that block with me, and mind you, I cut down a specific block because I knew that got me closer to you know closer to where I, my destination, especially to my boys' house because he was um he has a he's off of a one way street off of one eleven. So okay. I cut over. We just keep driving. And mind you, I got to go through a couple of stop signs to get to 111 Avenue. And they slowly coming each time, each time. And I'm like, and I said, yo, these cats are still behind us. They was like, yo, this is crazy. So made the left onto 111, started driving down 111. And they turning right with me. And I'm like, yo, these cats are still here. So, so all of the conversation with me and my boys has been about the cops. From that, from once we noticed that they started following us every turn we were doing, so we're like, "Yo, what are they doing?" We're trying to like, "Yo, what are they doing? Like, what are they gonna stop us or what?" And mind you, no lights, no, they didn't have their headlights on, and they didn't have their, you know, their roof lights on, nothing. So I'm like, "Okay, are you trying? What? What? It was just odd. It's just odd the way they were doing it." So I, so my boy, he has, he's off of a one way block. So instead of going all the way around to drop him off, he's his house is right on the corner. So I drop him off on the corner on 111, pull to the side, drop him off. And I'm like, okay, now if y'all want to bother us then, but still it was just for a hot second. He got out. He's like, yo, yo, see you tomorrow. Cool. It's just me and my other friend is in it. So it's just two of us, right? We driving, still cool, not driving crazy, nothing like that. And then they start, and every time, and when, well, not every time, but when I stopped, they stopped and then started to slowly come behind us. Mm, Got to my mm. block. And as I was making a right onto my block on 133rd, it's this, it, they, New York, they have this kind of, it's like a, a truck they use as a barricade to bust into homes that they need mm -hmm. to. So it's that's like exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's got a big <laughs> battering ram on the front of it. And it's, a, it's like a utility truck. So that truck cut across the road, cut across the street to come straight, and as I'm turning, I'm looking, I see this truck, I said, yo, what the hell? And so I'm like, yo, and I pull over, like, you know, kind of, I pull over Catacorner into a spot. Thank God nobody was there, but still, I was like, yo, I was like, what's going on? And then, you know, they lights blare, and then the cop that was, that was following us finally come behind us, blaring with their lights and everything, and now lights on and everything. And then all of we hear is like, it was like, Get it. We heard, we heard, put your hands up, put your hands up. And we're like, yo, what the hell? And then mind you, it was uh, another car that came in front of us. So another car came up 133rd to come. So I guess to block me in so I wouldn't be able to go. So it was a car, that utility truck, and then that other cop car right behind us. And all mm. they came out, drew their guns and was like, put your mm. hands up, put your hands up. Mm. And me and my boy sitting up there like, yo, what the hell did we do? We're like, yes. yo, and, but we're in fear because they got their guns drawn. And so slowly doing everything necessary, having my hands on them, put your hands on the wheel. And then I had to slowly open my door. He had to slowly open his door. We got out. They frisked us, put us up against the car, everything, and checked us. And, of course, you know, ran our information and everything. And mm -hmm. then come back and the excuse was, oh, y'all look suspicious. What? Man. You had guns drawn on us about to shoot us if we would have made any 
flinching movement, but you talk about we look suspicious, and you followed us all that time, and we couldn't believe it. Now, we were just happy just to get out of there. So we didn't, I didn't say anything, like we didn't speak up to say, yo, you followed us all that time and then you're going to come and now you're going to pull us over. It was just like, kind of like, yo, and from, it it was just, it was traumatic. So yeah, yeah, so now, believe you me, and don't get me wrong, I got police officers in my family. I had my best friend that I've known all my life he was a correction officer and he was in the police force. Very good dude. You know what I'm saying? Good heart, mm-hmm. everything like that. So I know some good people and I've heard of some good people. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sorry, there's just some bad eggs and there's just some people who abuse their power. And these were people who abused their power, unfortunately. Mm. Crazy, man. Crazy. It's crazy. And my heart goes out. You know, I'm sitting up here listening to your story. I'm up here. My heart is like, man, you know, because. I don't know if anyone's ever had a gun drawn on them. I and I'm just telling you that is, you know, excuse my French. That's when shit gets real. Yes, when sir. you see a barrel, I mean, I've had guns drawn on me. I've had a gun pointed to my head. Um, that's a story for another time. But when you have a gun put on you by an officer, and it's like you can't defend yourself because. They're supposed to, quote unquote, be the ones of authority. So what the hell? Let me off. Man, what's about to go down? And especially in today's day and age where things are going on, you know, people getting shot just for sneezing, getting shot in the back. It's a lot of going on. And like you said, to use your words, K-Book, there's some bad egg. And to all the bad eggs, I have a message. F y'all. And I go ahead and say that to all of you bad eggs, because I have respect for police officers. I have yes, some in sir. my family. Yes, I sir. have friends. And at one point, I wanted to be a cop. I, mean, I grew up watching SWAT in the TV shows back yeah. in the day. And yes. I wanted to be a cop. But then all of a sudden, it's like, nah, I'm good. So, I, I mean, wow. two two. Very interesting stories um, yes, as far as, you know, dealing with the police and, and dealing with law enforcement. So, yeah. K-Bug, what advice do you have for some of the younger brothers out there um, of this generation? What advice do you have for them? And it could be, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and retract that. What advice do you have for all of us right now to deal with situations? <clears throat> Stop running. Okay. If you know you didn't do nothing, man, yo, stop running. You know what I'm saying? It's unfortunate. You know, I heard a couple of situations where the guy just, you know, the guy just ran and cops, you know, shot him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then there was, the guy did nothing wrong. He was just scared for his life. I understand, man. Yo, you're scared. (laughs) They were yes. scared for their life, so they ran. That was their reaction. Their reaction was, yo, take off, no, no, let me get out of here. Fight but, or flight. You know, right. So they decided to use flight. Yes. But, yo, I just say stop running, man, and just, yo, try as much as possible to just get out of there alive, man. And that means by just complying with whatever they say don't get flipped with your lip don't mm. talk back Preach. don't get Preach. sarcastic 
Preach. Yo, just, just understand, you're not demeaning yourself or bringing yourself down as a black man because you're, you, you, you're trying to get out of a situation for your life. This is your life. Yes. yes. This is your life. Because I understand if I don't make it out of the situation, that affects my wife, that affects my kids, that affects my family. So I got to think about them in that situation. And I can't get flipped because I know me. I'm, I could get sarcastic and I'll get very like, yo, what the hell? Yo, yo, why are you coming at me? I could get very, very, very on that defensive, but on that defensive end. But I said, yo, I can't do that because I have to understand that this is about other people and it's about me getting home safely. So this way, my family gets to still see me. So please, brothers, yo. By all means, yo, understand this does not demean you as a man, does not make you weak, does not make you a punk. You're not a punk because you comply. You're not a punk because you comply. Because guess what? You get out alive, my man. And I pray that you get out alive and understand this, that just don't get flipped. Don't try to talk back. Yo, forget you. Yo, you just know. Do the necessary things. Take the take, get his badge number, get the information from his car, make sure that you get all the information that you need. So this way you can report that person who has done the who has done wrong against you. If they stopped you unlawfully, they tried to illegally search you, whatever it is, get their information and you take it the legal route. And I'm not saying that's gonna be successful, but please get out alive. That's my main thing. Get out alive. Amen, my brother. And the, this message goes to our sisters as well. Please. And, yes, and, sisters. Yeah. Because now you... they're going crazy on them. <laughs> yes, man. I was like, man, what's going on? It's open season. And I, I, I tell you, uh, I, I'm a hip-hop junkie. You know this. And I, and I go back to a couple of my favorite artists, uh, Public Enemy and, and Ice Cube. And, you know, I love my I love my East Coast. So for all my New York hip hop, East Coast, hey, all love. But, you know, Cube is <laughs> he's up there. He's up there right after after Rakim. So Rakim is my favorite. And, you know, we're not going to play any music because we're not can't, we're not paying any royalties. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but back. Uh, let me get back on track with um, Public Enemy. Um, the album that came out back around 1991, circa 91, um, Fear of a Black Planet. Mm. That album is deep. I mm. mean, it mm. is deep as far as um, still relevant to some things going on today. And yes. then going back to the thing talking about, you know, arriving home, Ice Cube's debut solo album, America's Most Wanted. He has a song ironically on there with Public Enemy's Chuck D. Um, endangered species if mm. you've never heard this song go out there and listen to it go you know you don't have to download you know uh, a music app most of you probably already have it but listen to that song yeah. so relevant um, but it one of those things one line that i got from that song like i said we're not police bash bashing we're mm. talking about those bad eggs yes. but cube said to serve protect to break a nigga's neck. Mm. That's what that stuck with me since 91. I'm like, and now in this day and age, yes, arrive home, but utilize your resources. Your number one resource is your brain. Don't get flipped. 
Yeah. Don't get flipped the lip. Yeah. Comply as much as possible. And if you have to, you have a cell phone with video. Yes, sir. Record. Record. Yes, sir. Use your resources. But arrive home alive. Don't yes. get flipped. And, and I'm preaching to the choir right now because I know I have a flip mouth. Trust me. <laughs> me too. Trust me. So arrive alive. Great yes. advice. Right and use yes, your resource. Sir. Get home to your family. Leave yes. home. Make it back home or yes. whatever destination you're going to. Yes. But arrive alive. Yes. Yes. yes Great sir. stuff. Great yeah, stuff. Man. Yeah, man. Wow. Oh, my goodness, boy. Ooh, good, good. And, and it's a good talk, K Book. Yes, sir, man. I tell you, this is awesome. And um I, I know we put the post up saying we had technical difficulties with the first time that we attempted to record this episode. And you know, I was like, Well, I say, how's this episode? How's the next episode gonna go? It just flows. That's how I know organically we were supposed to do this and come together because it. if you see, yo, bro, it just flows. It's like, yes. this. it's not mechanical. It is not forced. Everything just flows. And that's how I know it's just blessed, man. That's how I know it's going to be a blessing for others, man. And, yes. you know, everybody going to get whatever they need from this, man. And definitely, and it's this. It's going to get into a lot of people's ears, man. Definitely. Definitely. I Most. can't wait till we really get it going. But I, we got it now. It started. So we oh, we man. now. Oof, it's jumped <laughs> off. Y'all yes, are did. in good trouble. As, you know, yes. one of our one of our late um, icons said, good yes, trouble. Yes, and sir. we're going to give you what you want. So I, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the OK podcast, the format that we have. We will have set topics and we'll do those and we'll give you the time of our podcast. I'm showing to let you know when you can watch and what um, what media you can watch it on. But the thing about the OK show, the OK podcast, what K-Bug and I are going to do, we're going to have set topics. But every third episode, we're going to listen to the people. Basically, <laughs> you get to send in topics on what you want us to talk about. Mm. What we're going to do, what's going to set us apart from any other podcast, we're not going to look at those topics until it's right up the time to record. Mm. Unscripted. We don't know what we're going to talk about. It's going to yeah. be the people giving us what they want. So what we're going to do is we're going to have you send in topics to the real okpodcast at gmail.com once again you're going to send in topics that you want us to talk about at the real okpodcast at gmail.com you can send it in any time of day 24 7 whatever it is we're talk about i also like to caution parents if you have your kids listening to us this is unscripted you will hear a little cuss or two every now and then. We'll try to keep it as clean as possible. But just know we're just keeping it real. We're keeping yeah. it 100. And, yeah. you know, it's not about, you know, using vulgar words or profanity. It's about our artistic expression, yes. what we want to convey. And we're just going to keep it real with you. That's it. That's it. Believe that. That's all you're going to get for real. So if you don't like the real 
authentic, you don't like raw, you may not want to listen to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And our feelings won't be hurt. It's not going to be for believe, everybody. Believe me, I, we're, I'm good. <laughs> I want yeah. this, I want the people who need to hear this and who want to hear this, come on down. But you know what I'm saying, y'all? If you're here just to be opinionated and everything, God bless you. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better, man. God bless you. Uh, like I tell people, hey, if you don't like it, just keep on scrolling. Keep on. Yeah. Hey, yeah. feelings won't be hurt. Hey, nah. it is what it is. True that. <laughs> and we'll say this about the OK Podcast. Often imitated, but what? Never duplicated. <laughs> no doubt, my brother. Yes, sir. So, hey, hey, we like to thank you. You know, all of our listeners out there, we, we'd like to thank you for listening to the very first episode of the OK Podcast, 100% original. K-Bug, as always, my brother, a pleasure talking with you in this one-on-one conversation with the people. Definitely, Star. I will see you next episode. Peace, O-Dub. Hey, no no doubt. Peace, K-Bug. All right, man. And see you all in five. Peace. Peace.